busted the whole parenting comes naturally myth. Let's take it a step further. And as much as we might know this to be a lie, we still at times unconsciously play into this. Evidence of us still holding some truth to this shows up in our daily life all the time. And when it does, it has an impact on our relationship with our teenagers. So let's look at some decisions that all parents run up against. By the way, if parenting came naturally, there would be a right answer for all of these examples. But there's not. So for instance, when do I give my preteen or teen a phone? When can they open up a TikTok or Snapchat account? When can they start wearing makeup? How old should they be in order to sleep over at a friend's house when I don't know the parents yet? What do I do when their heart is first broken? How do I talk to them about sex, porn, or masturbation? What do I do or say when they're rejected by peers and they're beside themselves? Or if I find a vape in my seventh grader's backpack? Any of these sound familiar? None of the answers to these questions or an attempt to navigate the feelings that accompany them come naturally. But isn't it interesting that we think and we tell ourselves we should know the answers to these questions or what to do in these situations. We hold ourselves in such contempt, our egos take such a beating from the harsh judgment that's self-inflicted. We're our own worst enemy when we think we're letting our kids down. And then comes the worst part, the feelings associated with these thoughts. Let's see, anxiety, shame, anger, helplessness, powerlessness, self-blame. Oh, and it doesn't stop there. When we have any of these feelings, they manifest themselves in all kinds of reactions and behaviors. Are you kidding? We don't keep that stuff inside. For example, when my son had his first injury playing football, the orthopedic said he needed to sit out. Practices and games, three weeks, no contact. Now, anyone that has a son that plays football knows this is devastating. He was beside himself. There wasn't anything here I could do about it. His shoulder needed to heal. So here's where you can insert my feelings of helplessness and powerlessness for the fact I couldn't control his disappointment or his pain. And when I feel like this, this is what shows up. Behaviors such as, I ask Mac, Max at every turn if he needs anything. Do you want anything to eat? Do you need more meds? Um, you know, all that homework, do you need some help with that? Five minutes later, now how do you feel? Do you want anything to eat? I mean, I barrage the kid with questions. That's how my worry shows up. What I don't consider in my attempt to hide my feelings of helplessness is how my behavior impacts and is received by Max. I think I'm just showing love, concern, and care, but it's being received as smothering. He feels my constant questions are intrusive, 
My behavior comes off as patronizing. And it's because it is. Because love isn't smothering, intrusive, or patronizing. So his reaction to this, my behavior, is annoyance. And so starts the dance and cycle. Now the finale and outcome to this exchange is disconnect between Max and I. Hundreds of these types of exchanges happen every week. They just look different. What I want you to take away here is that my feelings of helplessness fueled my behavior of trying to fix the situation. The situation in my, my mind being his disappointment and not being able to play ball. Because if I'm, if I'm able to fix how he feels, what happens? My feelings of helplessness go away. So who is this really about? Me or Max? If we look at the example, it's about me. And this is where awareness needs to come in, heightened awareness. It needs to be brought into the dance. So let's break this down. First, we have a belief. Parenting should come naturally. The thought that follows is that I should know what to do. What follows the thought is the feeling that I don't know what to do and I feel helpless. My reaction that follows is what I call acts of smothering. I'm not feeling love. I'm feeling helplessness and angst. It's only when I'm aware of this that then I can own it. And without the foundation of this awareness and ownership, a change of behavior, a change in the cycle that happens will be short-lived at best. So now what, you ask? I know, I get it. You want to know what to do. But we can't speed past the powerful step of bringing awareness to the forefront, being aware of what drives our actions and reactions because it's the first step to saving face and your relationship. Let's start flexing this muscle first. <laughs>